Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. Thank you so much. Welcome back. We're so happy to have you. Thanks for listening to part one. And here is part two of Gabin Girl Time. Do you feel like you need somebody to like a dom to get you to that next level? That's what I've always thought that I've needed. But and I don't want to do it myself. But I end up fucking doing it myself. I end up being my best own dom. And I guess I just have to take that and run with it. But it would just be nice for somebody to hold me accountable on some things that I really want to do. And I don't know if that person doesn't do those things because he just doesn't want to or he secretly wants to sabotage me doing those things yeah see that can be a thing too and I hope that everybody out there in the audience caught what I said (laughs) there um it would be nice to have a service dom like that somebody that's completely removed from the situation and their only task are to ask me in those days have you done this this and this oh you haven't done this well your punishment is this or you have done this then your reward is this but just someone to hold me accountable but you don't want to write that script for him you want him to come up with that on (sighs) his own because if you told him if you you know if you're like i want to accomplish this and i need you to do this I need you to ask me to keep me on task and, you know. That's a big job, I feel like, for him well, um, because so. he does work you, you so much. I know. like that's a big job for him, but what you're saying is you don't think he can handle it? I think... No, he, I think he could handle it, and I think, I think that it would, would be, go okay for... Um, I think that the habit would not be developed and that's what I need happen like it would go good for it's just like me it would go good for a week maybe two weeks and then it would just fall to the wayside because you are doing so well you know what I'm saying like you get up to the point of doing well Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh she's doing so well she doesn't need it now what they fail to understand is the consistency you have Mm -hmm. to do it all the time so that I continue to be doing well yeah but then again why can't i do that myself there are yeah do you want there it plenty of people much? well that's just it you know i've never really cared about fame or being known or anything like that and i think it causes more problems than it does good yeah i 
I teeter back and forth between, you know, being a person that somebody really looks up to and wants to emulate to just going inside my little uh, goblin home and just staying there and not interacting with people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I spent, I decided this weekend that, you know, I wasn't feeling July the 4th. I really wasn't feeling like I am. uh, I just didn't want to celebrate this July the 4th. I feel like the the country's not going in the right direction and I don't want to support anything that's going on this weekend. So I didn't. And I spent three days in the house and it was glorious. I cleaned. I caught up on some things that I've been wanting to watch. I caught up on some reading that I've been wanting to do. And it's all because I made that decision and I stuck to it and I did it. Why can't I do that for myself all the time? I don't know. That's what I came back from the burn with. um, I, there's a, there were some ladies out early in the morning next to a coffee camp next to the hug deli, which is a fun experience. And um, I'd gone to use uh, porta potties that were across the field and came out and they pulled cards for me or they had me one of them was like I did made these cards and so pull one that's a gift for your burn and um, think about what you want and gave me a daily mantra and uh, anyway I pulled a grandma card which was interesting but it was I'm supposed to love myself like the best of the best grandmas like how you would think a grandma love is um everything that a grandma would pour into you or like being your biggest fan or whatever that I needed to do that for myself so that was interesting and then um they gave me another reading uh two different ladies were there and it was very big confirmation about belonging and being where I need to be for comedy so everything is ready if I want to take that next step and I am just trying to figure out how the best for me because be careful what you wish for you know right and that's another thing too you know if if that does come to you are you going to be the type of person that's going to be able to handle that well that's my thing is I'm concerned like I also um obviously especially coming home and being sick health has been a concern I mean um that's been on the uh you know thought process anyway has been you know being healthier you too I mean we've discussed this before about how we're trying to I did do bad this weekend because choices left to my devices I did a lot of baking Mm -hmm. so I made a lot of pastries and stuff and the shit's good so I'm gonna eat it (laughs) (laughs) well yeah I mean I get it and uh that's as I cough, um, I will say I'm very excited that uh, 
this hasn't been broadcast in the news and uh, it's completely not true. It's entirely made up by me, but I have noticed that uh, COVID has completely cured the common cold and influenza. (laughs) How'd you notice that? It's just interesting to me that everything in any sickness that you have well that you know, may be our a little sinus infection our little conspiracy you know they couldn't control us with covid you know what's the next thing mm-hmm. what's the next thing to push mm-hmm. um yeah it's weird but, when uh, all of this crazy stuff that i've told <laughs> you that you've been like Oh my God! You're fucking Fruit Loops. All of a sudden, it's no. Like, it's I, I've so been Fruit agreeing Loops. with you. You should go back and, <laughs> and you should go back and listen to our episodes. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> me against the world. <laughs> <laughs> I am not really, but it's I don't know. Uh, so are you? I was talking mental wise. Could I handle everything that? that I ever wanted but then again I don't even know what I want I really just want to I, I'm happy with every day this every Saturday this month I have something that I want to do and that is going to be fun mm-hmm. so this weekend it's karaoke it's going to be awesome you know and then I have three burlesque shows what time is karaoke karaoke is from seven to nine sometimes we go to ten who knows it depends we have such a good time i've got a wedding (laughs) gail thinks that i'm secretly planning karaoke when she's not there when it's really not up to me it's up to the knoxpride.com schedule which gets very full very quick because uh, they are doing so well and providing so much for the community. Well, I may come it's, by after. It's not a conspiracy. I may come by with Bill after. It's going to be at the zoo. Oh, okay. Oh, mm-hmm. that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be an interesting wedding for sure. So. But I'm happy with the, uh, I guess, the level of, quote, fame that I'm at is I like to do the little shows. I like to go and entertain, and then I'm good. Yeah. I feel like I don't need anything more in my life right now, though um, I am starting to produce shows again. <laughs> I'm worried that I won't be able to handle the schedule that I would like to have. I um I don't think it's going to be easy. Physically or mentally? Um both physically and mentally i mean i'm i'm not at the level like i should have already the pandemic times took away two years of travel for me you know Mm -hmm. and so i should have been traveling already out having a tour route that where right. I could and, sell merch. And when we couldn't and, do that, we started this. And so when I could do, you know, and have merchandise and be selling, you know, merch while I'm out touring and doing those next steps. And I didn't. And so now it's like every time, like now it's more of an investment 
than it is would be for a learning process or to have things down you know I mean gas is ridiculous to go anywhere you got to think about where you're going to go because it's Mm going to cost you a hundred bucks to get there how much are you getting paid for this gig right you know you're losing money most of the time when you're doing stuff so what are you going to do you know so you were talking about the physical you know like doing shows in different towns driving doing a show in a different town every day for what are you doing to what habits are you creating to help that like with stamina and stuff just yeah and just like walking you know I've been doing a lot of physical activity especially burn time you start doing more you know physical things it's summer so you do more but um it's that it's there's a lot more to it than I mean even just the physical you know it's just hard on your body to drive and then mm-hmm. go and then sleeping. Are you going to sleep in your car? Can you afford a hundred and something dollars? Sometimes 200 a night for a hotel room. Are you going to crash on someone's couch? Do you have allergies? What's it like? <laughs> you know, there's a lot when, you know, do I want to couch surf through however many cities? I mean, it takes some planning and dollars and all that and do I want to continue to invest that much like it's a hobby now you know yeah not a like it's not a job for me and well what's your end game well I want I thought I wanted to make it a job for me you know Mm -hmm. I would like to do that but I'm not sure that that is the route you know I'm still not just like we were when we started this podcast I mean you know I have I love doing comedy I love it but I also whereas like you were saying burlesque spaces you know right right now you check a lovely box in the burlesque scene not not that that's not wrong or whatever but you've worked hard you have good numbers you know you're a woman of a certain age who happens to look amazingly stunning so they get to be like we have all ages you know what I mean in there I can check a box like that as well and can I just you know I'm gonna literally have to let go and really be me to get over the level like I can't worry about hurting feelings or taking opportunities and all that kind of stuff and that's what where my drawback is because I want to uh, I, I would rather help other people than step on them you know so part of me feels like um you know unfortunately you don't make any money that way I know you know um well, we've I've said this before it's rare that you make money without stepping on somebody well you can create 
your spaces. That's what like that's why I do produce shows and enjoy um, producing shows because I get to showcase people. I'm very excited about Knox Pride and getting on the calendar to have comedy shows and I still have to talk to John. I mean, he's on vacation. Our times just haven't um, coincided. They haven't gotten any better. But, uh, I mean, for to meet up. But um, I would like to produce comedy shows where people pay to come see comics that I can then pay. You know, your ticket price, I'm happy to break it all down for you because... You know, I don't make a lot of money off of that. I don't, I've never made a lot of money off of comics. I've I always tried to I think that's a given though. Them. Like, you, people know that you don't make money in the arts. A lot of producers, though, will do make a lot of money on ticket prices, especially with comics, because they can know they, they know they can get pretty decent talent for very cheap. I've been doing a shit ton of manifesting, you know, and I, I consider manifesting like prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I pray all the time, actually. Pray for you. I pray. I don't know exactly what I pray to, but, or if that person exists, but I'm getting it out there. So I've just been almost the verge of tears because Ashlyn and Joel have needed this for so long. She has worried so long. Um, staying at home and taking care of this baby mm-hmm. who is a special needs baby I know that nobody wants to fucking admit it but he is special needs and just the burden and Joe will get to stay at home so that mm-hmm. means she can go out and she can get her a little part time job something that don't mean fucking nothing but it will get her out of the house mm-hmm. and get my Ashland back yeah I just cannot tell you how happy I am to hear that that's awesome but I've been doing a shit ton of manifesting like blowing the cinnamon and the salt and the all that I will welcome all kinds of abundance Mm -hmm. into my home yes you deserve abundance keep it it going keep it going expect it expect it you're allowed to expect abundance and you're allowed to want abundance yeah that's i don't think that you should expect it though people are you you don't think you should expect good things you should want good things Mm -hmm. and you you know should manifest for good things but i don't think that you should expect good things to just come to you manifesting is expectation Mm-mm. I'm just putting it out there in the universe if it comes back to me then it does it should I mean you put things out there you put I think I think you think I expecting means take for granted and that is not it, it could be. You it, should have a level of expectation that if you... I think that's also the difference between the way you and I grew up. Because, you know, I would I would want all this... I would pray for all the same things. And it would just never come. 
you know, when, when I was younger and growing up in my childhood. So I grew up not expecting those things, even though, even though I've prayed for them and manifest them out there. I learned, well, I always had the mantra that if you, you know, hoped for everything but expected nothing, you would never be disappointed. So that was like the mantra that was around. Like, if you weren't expecting anything, then you couldn't be disappointed if it didn't happen. I was wrong. It's 75, but still. That's still very nice. Twice what he's making now. So, So, very good. Yeah. It will definitely alleviate a lot of burden for them. Him Mm -hmm. being able to work at home as well will. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm afraid he's already spoiled already, but... You can't spoil a baby. No, oh, no, you can't spoil a baby, but you can encourage them to do things on their own and not do so many things for them. Yeah. Well, that's not helpful for his development, so that's new mama stuff mm-hmm. though. It is. She'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. They'll when she complains to me, "Why isn't he holding his bottle?" I know that he can. Why? I said, "Because you're doing it." Why would I why would I want to hold my own things if somebody is feeding me? Yeah. You can prop them on up there, you know. Yeah. That anyway, yeah. She'll get it. Yeah. She'll get she'll figure it out. Or he'll grow out of it. I mean, you right. know, if you don't figure it out, they grow at least. Eventually he will hold his yes. own things. They'll figure out, oh wait, you're one and you can't hold your cup. Maybe there's something up. You know, mm-hmm. so I know. So. I did call Marsha Blackburn and Bill Haggerty Good. yesterday. Left them a nice little voice message. Were you articulate? I was. I had my script wrote out and everything. Very. Cool. I didn't bring it with me, but I'm very proud I, of you. <laughs> also, there's a website too. Yes, you, you can, can email, email them. them as well. They prefer email, but of course they prefer of course they email. do. But I, they can't hear tone. Right. So I would. Yeah, as long as you didn't belittle them mm-hmm. in any way, well, like well, you know, I did let Marsha Blackburn know that she's not the caliber of woman that I would want to associate with in a nice way. Um, well, and I mean that's not necessarily belittling. So um, you just have to uh, name calling and stuff like that. I know I didn't call her a fucking idiot that's like I wanted the, to. That's my point. Is yeah. that it doesn't do any good. But I, would I like did say that I did shame and and judge and ask the question of why would why her being as a woman would want to take down other women instead of lifting them up yeah i'm sure her assistant just reads listens oh yeah to just him. listens to him and yeah no i mean they probably I get a really asked big kick why i told them how i feel just like i've said even at the beginning of this podcast that the only thing the government needs to interfere with is to ensure that abortions are not mandatory 
And, you know. If I could give some advice. People need to pick up a civics book. If women and are read not it. protected. Because I think the main thing that people don't understand about this whole thing is that we are not a democracy. We are a democratic republic, which means that we vote for we elect officials to vote to be our voice right to be our voice and if they are not we need to silence them yes and put our here's the problem that we run into though is that so much money and corruption has been involved in the past um i mean it's been forever, but it's, it's a misappropriation prob- of yeah. your tax money that would normally go to take care of your it, their right. constituents. So please understand that popular vote does not matter mm-hmm. at all in these things. These uh, the media outlets can do all the polls they want to, but it honestly does not mean shit because your elected official in your city, county, state, whatever, has the authority to vote the way they're going to vote. Yes, you have to. And that doesn't necessarily align with your vote. You have to find out what they're voting on and let them know. And then you let them know when you're not happy about how they voted. And then you reward them when you are happy about how they voted so uh you have to take it into your own hands now marcia blackburn's i mean stepford wife you know there's there's women that they prop up and she just happens to be one that's dumb enough to not see the forest for the trees yeah, who was talking about women could close their legs? What senator was that? Oh, I don't know. I mean, she's got some good ones. It could have been her. That they had, you know, that she believed women could close their legs and not get pregnant. And I'm thinking, do you, you know, I know a lot of women and I know many who have had abortions including myself and to have had uh that wasn't a decision that was a light decision you know what i mean and it wasn't a super easy attainable thing to do i had to come up with money to get it i mean you know um Uh, You had to make an appointment. Granted, there wasn't, I mean, there were probably people there picketing or whatever, but I didn't pay any attention for me personally. I was in a different state of mind completely, but it was not like it was pleasant and everything's cool and, you know, whatever. It was a very you know it was a difficult decision and it was tears and you know probably very traumatic it was traumatic as well i mean and i was young i mean i was not in like high school or anything i was 19 but still it was like having uh 
it wasn't one of those that you go, oh, yeah, I'll just take care of this like this. I mean, it's not. I, yeah, I don't know where that mentality has come correct. from that people just think that, that it's, it's like a type of birth control. Yeah, that, oh, oh, if I get pregnant, I'll just go down and, yeah. and get and me one. And then on top of that, having to deal with. When I did have children, it which, just makes people look, it makes you look stupid when you say things like that. When I had kids and then having my kids have birth problems after each time, I mean, after, like, after that, having Sarah have birth issues and then RJ having birth issues, mm-hmm. which were with the umbilical cord however do you not think that i didn't blame myself because of having an abortion Mm -hmm. when i was you know 10 years before i mean it's like well not quite 10 but you know whatever math is math i have big boobs i never had to learn math (laughs) that's why i'm so proficient (laughs) then there we go i I like my small teddies (laughs) They're great. I don't have to worry about clothes too much. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. I really don't have to worry about them sagging. Yeah. Well, for me, it just works out because, <laughs> you know, when I was watching my figure, I would just say, hey, as long as my stomach doesn't stick out further than my boobs, I'm cool, you know? And oh. so right now, though, they just kind of drape over my stomach. So same, samesies. Mine does drape over. <laughs> so that was <laughs> stick the, out farther. That was how I would decide. But now it just So looking back, do you regret that decision? No, I don't for me. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, I I find it ironic that when I came to the church later in life how they were supposed to be so forgiving of that. Why, you know, why are you screaming murder at people outside of, you know, a clinic or while they're protesting the right to, for a woman to make that choice? I'm not saying every woman's going to make that choice. That's why it's imperative to make sure the government doesn't make it mandatory. Why would I hinder you if you wanted to have a baby? I asked you if you had regretted it. And you were talking about the church and about how they were Um, supposed to forgive, be forgiving and, you know, yeah, I do find that interesting. I mean, biblically, it's, there were abortions in the Bible. That's what I grew up with. So the fear. grew up with God's going to. Yes. Get you yes. even though in the Old Testament. Yes. There are oh, abortions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't have sex. Don't have sex. And being a. I mean, I was a kid with who knew about sex way before they should have mm-hmm. and had a very, very precocious. I was a very precocious girl. Um, yeah. That shit just. No, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. I'm. I have not had an abortion. I am surprised that every time, the only time I didn't want to be pregnant, that was one time. I'm surprised that I haven't been pregnant more (laughs) because I was very, very unsafe in my younger years and younger times. That actually, um, 
I got pregnant every time while on birth control. And the problem was back at that time, we didn't know antibiotics affected Mm -hmm. birth control. So every time. And I was just like, so even with the kids that I do have, that I was not planning to have, I mean, we've talked, they know I love, I mean, mom was good for me and I enjoy mom, you know, I'm not sad about that decision Mm -hmm. at all. I laugh. I used to make a joke that said they were the best decision ever made for me. But then, I mean, I guess that could go if I were in a in a anti-abortion state or whatever but you um, are in an anti-abortion state do they not allow did they recall Tennessee? Uh, the trigger the i think it's six weeks and i've seen that was normally the time no 12 right 12 yeah 12 Never weeks mind, i'm sorry six 12. i mean yeah, you know, come on, you, you got to be right on top of that to know how many yeah, you weeks. No, and that's the other thing with Sarah. I had four periods. Mm. I was yeah. almost twenty weeks when I found out I was pregnant. Her pregnancy was a blink because I just had periods and I was a chunky lady. So yeah, I mean, and you didn't know. I did not know because I was bleeding. You know, every month I was releasing another egg and then I just have a really big problem with these people who are making these laws that have absolutely no fucking idea what they're talking about and that it is not a blanket thing. Everyone is different. Every human body is different. Health care. Yes. A woman. I had a totally different experience than you had my problems came at the actual birth i had great pregnancies also had problems at the birth but i didn't feel bad at my pregnancies yeah i mean i didn't yeah and then i had a v-back with cagney i had two cesareans i had done my own research and read that they tried to push me to a third and i was like let's just see what happens because the more you cut in there, the more mm-hmm. those muscles deteriorate, and then you've got a whole new set of problems. I had a V-back with her, one of the easiest things I'd ever fucking done. I honestly think if I had a good doctor mm-hmm. in the beginning, because my doctor was older than Methuselah in 1995 when I had Ashland, but I was young, stupid, you know, a doctor is a doctor is a doctor, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought maybe an older doctor, my mom said, oh, an older doctor will know, you know, more and would, yeah, he too old to know shit. Okay. He probably knew something in his prime, but was too old to be continuing going on. Mm-hmm. Let me go into labor for so long, had to have an emergency C-section. I said, screw that after the second one i was like we're gonna go and just have a c-section i'm not gonna have these problems mm-hmm. longer recovery time they're cutting a lot of shit down there <laughs> i had problems oh, yeah. then but pregnancy the pregnancy itself great mm-hmm. yeah great couldn't couldn't ask for better yeah i wasn't sick that's how i didn't know Sarah i worked had... up until the day of mm-hmm 
I drove a yeah. drove a stick shift yeah. while in <laughs> labor after like it was crazy. So and drove one every day to work. But um yes, I had not bad pregnancy at all. As a matter of fact, I felt pretty good and I feel terrible because I had gestational diabetes with Sarah. Mm, and they sent me, I had three mm. separate glucose tests, but she was living off my sugar. So when they cut her umbilical cord, her sugar dropped to zero. Like her blood sugar went totally down. I mean, she, her clavicles were already formed, so they had to break her shoulders and like literally birth her like a cow. I mean, it was it was crazy but um i felt good but that whole time i was sick and they just didn't catch it they were just not like oh maybe you have gestational diabetes you know and so um they knew that with rj and so i didn't gain i only gained like 17 pounds do you think these legislators you know know what they're saying no they don't because but are they they're willing to go there and make fools of themselves we that's the problem we haven't called them out i guess it's the ego part of it well you know you and i can't i guess we could but we're not residents of ohio so we could go to their legislator like you said we've got to we've got to stay you know, we've got to work within the parameters of where we are, which is Tennessee, which, I mean, they're going to have their own, we have our own problems here. If they bring light to these things and they say, hey, this is what's up. Now, if you want to not, first of all, you have to make provision for, this is why they can't legislate it and it needs to be health care. Because you cannot say what's going on inside of the body. And again, you have to take care of the person that is here. Right. The host. Yeah. Yes. That's what they call. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's dehumanizing. You know, it's not the mother. Yes. Yeah. Not not even the parent. You know, it's the host. Okay, so if the host, if you kill the host, the child can't live anyway. You're killing the child, you know. Uh, That's what's in Jewish law. That's, or you yeah, know, in there, which is their- which is what arguably some people say that some of our laws are made on, as far as truth or older religion religious laws and they tend to be the same in the core religions so people see them as truth and also they seem to work when you enact them as as far as truth that just makes sense you don't you know i mean if the mother we're past making sense here though well this is this is (laughs) We have been brainwashed and indoctrinated over years. It's been over 30 years that I have seen the pendulum not just swing back and forth, but turn upside down. So this is what I have noticed since. And so that 
put me at having my kids, you know? I mean, I was 27, 30 years ago. So, um, you know, uh, do you think I didn't have a brain? Do you think that, you know, people are like, imagine you at 27 and now you may not think of what you knew, what you were into, what you were reading about, what you cared about. Was it that different? than the things that you care about today you still had children you know when you were 27 you were looking out for the welfare of them trying to raise them now you might have just been trying to get to the through the day today i don't know how old your kids were i just had kinsey so it was and i was new wife and yeah in a marriage that i didn't necessarily want to be in but we were going to figure it out Mm -hmm. and uh we have this child now and we's gonna make it work and we did yes for 10 years and (laughs) and the government didn't seem to be trying to implode there's a theory on that though and uh they were saying that uh freakonomics have you read that book they were talking about why the crime rate was so low in the 90s and it had something to do with Roe versus Wade as far as um people were able to have an abortion therefore there were going to be less children through the social through like through the jail system through juvie through the foster system more less unwanted children right through there and the crime rate in the 90s went down because there were less children growing up in government foster care type systems where the where they would be more susceptible to commit crime uh be lower poor families Roe v. Wade was on the books way before the 90s no what i'm saying is children of the 90s it's i was born in 1971 so i would have been 20 in 1991 okay prime uh committing crimes time you see what i'm saying okay so 90s the early 90s there was a lot of crime they're saying that the crime rates had went down in the early 90s. In the early 90s. No, not everywhere because Los Angeles was crazy in the early 90s. Um, but there was less, there were less kids in the system mm-hmm. because of less unwanted pregnancy because women were able to get an abortion if they chose to do so, which led to less crime in the 90s. You see where I'm going with it? Yes, but... And they're kind of saying now, like, okay, if Roe versus Wade is overturned, there's going to be more more unwanted children. And so 20 years from now, you're going to see the crime rate just spike. Okay, so... We're in the 20-year mark for 90s. So you mean the 2000s, there were less... 
there was less crime. No, they were saying in the 1990s. This in the is... 1990s, there was less crime because more people were working. Uh, I'm just saying that's one factor. There could have been several factors to it. Maybe. I don't think that's logic, that sound, but whatever. Maybe, though. I mean, I guess, you know, I don't I know. I'd have read to, the book and I would have to read the book and check it out. To so. me, it makes sense. That. Because, okay, if you're if you have a baby mm-hmm. in 1970, right? That, or let's say in 1969, you know, before that's Roe versus be Wade, Bill, Bill's age. We're talking about unwanted children. Yeah, not, he was adopted, yeah. and his mom did not want him, and so that's the... Well, it could have went either way for him. Mm-hmm. He could have stayed in the system all of his life and never been adopted and become, you know, possibly a statistic. His right. life could have went or a different he, way. He got very... He won the lottery. He did. He got... Yeah. He won the parent lottery. So, yeah, so he's a poster child for pro-life. He would be a poster child for that, for the circumstance. What makes him the poster child for pro-life, I'm curious? Because he had a successful adoption into a loving home and, you know. Because he was a white male baby? No, I think that if he were black he would still be the poster child for would he have been adopted i don't know i know there are are a lot of black kids that are adopted you know there are a lot of black kids that are not adopted i think it would depend on where he lived probably in 1969 consider the year i know would he would mm, if bill was black would he have been adopted would i can't answer that i'm saying i don't know he lived up in maryland maybe at the time is where his parents were when they got him so i don't know there was a lot of military around there a lot of people working in the government still if you look now all people want through adoption are white babies yeah Maybe that I know a lot of people that have adopted kids that are different races from them because they wanted children. So maybe for people that can afford a white baby, maybe I don't know. But for a lot of, are you saying that there's different adoption fees for different races? No, I'm saying that you can buy anything with money, and so that's just how it goes right. worldwide and it's not just america because there are different adoption fees for different races they just code it under different things so you're absolutely right if you can afford a white baby you can get one there are a lot of ethnically diverse kids being adopted i think it sucks when people make you know race such a big thing an opposition type situation so that because it happens it happens gail whether people want to admit it or not 
about it racist ha- people or that you have to make your child feel uncomfortable within their own family regardless to who's adopted you know there are black couples who have adopted white babies right i mean it's so hard people are like oh that never happens or whatever but there are black couples who have white children that they've adopted maybe they had the money maybe this they're the better person for the child i don't know i don't know anything about that field to be talking about how what it takes whatever i know people that are white that have black children that they have adopted and i know people that are black with a white child that's adopted well i don't personally know them that's not fair i don't personally know them but i have seen and i have friends it would be good to get one of our friends on here who does work for an adoption agency to come and talk to us about that because you know, I can only read so much and who knows if what and I'm can, reading and it can be it, different for each place. I find that, I mean, I don't know, so I can't say, but just like I got upset about our, one of a U.S. court judge ruling with French law, a lot of times I'll read articles and then I realize mid article, okay, this is about somebody in England because of the vernacular of what they're saying you know like oh this okay this is going on in a totally different country under totally other circumstances this sucks that this stuff goes on in the world it does you're always going to have shitty people in the world but you shouldn't make the dynamic of the family where somehow you're not going to understand people as humans just because they're a different color or I'm not even talking about that though I'm talking about people who are who are who yes who prefer to have a white baby well and those are and those are rare in the system are they rare in the system because they're nabbed up before they can get into the system? It is quite possible because a lot of those um, family crisis or those crisis centers, those pregnancy crisis centers, um, you know, have parents have a waiting list for there. So, yeah. Yeah, that totally could happen. Yeah. And I mean, privately. could it be babies in general, though? I mean, are you are we talking fresh babies or is it foster care system and children that are a few years old that have been tossed away like trash? Oh, well, yeah. If you want a child, why don't you go through the foster care system and adopt an older child? Adopt a teenager. You would think, but, you know, adopt someone where you could possibly you know the hard stuff is over with you don't have to teach them how to potty train and you don't um but maybe you might give them a better life and you might create a better person lessen their trauma you that could they've had for sure but that but people don't want that well it, you want it something that that looks like you the well because it's easier that's well, it's easier. easier. It's easier for a parent to pallet to 
to ease their conscience what? or ease their okay ease their mind as far as like if say i'm black and i'm going to adopt a child and i can choose from any child would it be wrong of me to choose a black child i know the care i know how to uh care for my child's well-being inside and out i understand hair care what i need for moisturizing my skin what i need for sun protectant or you know whatever or should i adopt a asian child or a white child so a lot of people will go for children in general people marry people who look like people from their family it is a instinctual human thing to want to or gravitate toward people that are similar to you you see a lot of couples that look alike they're not doing that like consciously they don't go oh this person has the same color eyes or the same body shape or the same whatever but there's a great seinfeld episode about that to that and then you find out that you don't want to you don't want to date you yeah or some people do or they're similar to people or familiar to them they you know and a lot of times it's people that look related how many people you know remember farrah fawcett and the six million dollar man lee majors they look more like they were brother and sister barbie and ken than they did you know but anyway barbie and ken aren't brother and sister though i know but they <laughs> just look like they were out of the same donnie and marie osmond there you go there's a pair <laughs> so you know yeah marcia and craig they're all <laughs> they weren't real they weren't I real know. either i know <laughs> what's real we're talking about adopted maybe they weren't maybe they're all adopted into the family how weird would that be but anyway there's actually i've seen an episode about that where they um they have 14 children and i think that 10 or 10 of them are adopted and two of them fell in love with each other and they're about to get married and what do you, you do? Know, they're not I blood mean, related. Right. So, they're, and who knows? Maybe they adopted children in their teens. So, it, things like mm-hmm. that could happen. How I just think that to make life easier is all that it is. I don't think it's a deep-seated racial thing. I think it is to make life easier. Do you know how many black women attack white women for not getting the hair right? on a child that's black no tell me well i don't statistically know i have heard i've never seen it firsthand you've never been called out well your baby's hair looks good so (laughs) your grandbaby's hair but there are a lot of people that it's still it, it's it a needs touchy, a lot of it is very curly and it it's still a leaves a lot of care subject with p- 
people and I have clients that have been called out in public. Maybe they live in, you know, she lives over in Nashville. So I've been watching Toddlers and Tiaras, not for the show, but just really for just research purposes for me (laughs) um, because I'm watching the moms on there and not so much the children. Mm -hmm. I very much don't want to be like when right. when right. Charlie's uh, interested in oh, doing things. I'm t- telling you, if I wanted to exploit my granddaughter, oh, yeah, I beautiful. totally fucking could. Yeah, she's absolutely beautiful, and she enjoys the limelight. She does. She's going to be, she's going to be a very magical person. Yeah, when she gets older, very already. Mm-hmm. If I don't her first, yeah. I know. Well, she's got that. We're going on. She's a toddler ager. That's mm-hmm. what I like to call it. Because she came up to me yesterday and she goes, you don't tell me that I'm beautiful like my mother does. And I said, well, you are beautiful. I said, do you feel like you need to be called beautiful every day? You don't tell me that I'm special. My mom says that I'm the most specialist kid in the world. And I said, well, you're special to her. I said, you're okay to me. I love you. But you're okay. (laughs) Why don't you think I'm special? Why don't you tell me that I'm special? These are the things that I'm battling right now. As not only as a grandmother, but as a co-parent of this child. Mm -hmm. Because... While she is very beautiful and she's very personable and she just loves everybody, she's also very, very manipulative. Well, I and would very ask bright. her, I would say, well, what makes you think you're so special? What does your mommy think is so special about you? I mean, I know why your mommy thinks you're special because, you know, she baked you in her tummy for nine months. And you know. I usually come back with, well, my kids are the most special. And she'll go, well, no, they're not. I said, yeah, they are. But these are, bottom line is, I have seen an episode of Toddlers and Tiaras where a black family had taken their child to a white hairdresser. Mm-hmm. But but one, it was for TV. So they didn't say anything about it. But the child was crying. It was awful. It was awful to experience just sitting there watching it. Because... I don't like I don't like having my hair like roughed and tuft and everything and I can't imagine what it's like for a child but she never said anything to her you know she paid her and she went on and she might have said something after camera but that's the only time I've ever seen something like that where you're saying that a black woman has black stylists will read you for trash if you do not take care of your biracial baby's hair. Now, uh, they may do things more professionally, you know? I get to see behind the scenes things, but it is a severe no-no, and it is not cool in the community at all if you don't at least try. Well, we try very hard. I know. And and while her hair is, you know, it's it's fine. It is very curly and we do get it in knots and such, but like 
all hair. I highly recommend Matrix, A Curl Can Dream for her. And there's also another. We like uh, Mixed product. Babies. Okay. Um, that is Tracy Ellis Ross's mm-hmm. brand, Diana Ross's daughter's brand. Mm-hmm. And it's some pretty good stuff. Nice. Too. Well, good. Um, but I'm my thing is moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. That's the key yep. right there to it is. Yeah, to keeping their hair curls healthy and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh but it's touchy. It can be touchy. I don't know. And I you know, we obviously there are uh from all the rebel flags I've seen out and about lately, it's been, you know, who knows? I just, um, I hate that if that's the case, but I'm sure it's the case. You know, people don't want to adopt older children, not because they're necessarily not good or because uh, they're not babies or whatever, but a lot of times kids have been severely abused yeah, and they yeah. have severe emotional issues that are way beyond people's ability and that sucks you know um the mean part of me that would be more corporal punishment or capital punishment and more uh to the you know, authority side, I, you know, I have no use for those people. That part of me sounds so horrible that it makes me have a low vibration. But I, I think if what people who hurt molest children and, and hurt children and yeah, you would take out half the church lesser than them and yeah, half the so Republican party. So be it. And some I of the Democrat party as well. I think you'd see, I think, people would be like oh wow samesies i don't think that it's uh you cannot hold an altruistic vibe up for anyone that has been a lifetime politician yet it keeps happening it keeps fucking happening you hear story you reading stories every day told you're told what to do what do you mean you're told to come out with Biden, you are brainwashed all the time. You are told what to do. Yes, whether you think so. I'm talking or not. about stories about children being molested and why and, they keep and, electing and, them and having and people them getting caught. Yeah. Well, I mean, why would we give Academy Awards to Roman Polanski after we found out he sodomized the 13 year old girl? They did. Why Why would you keep, you know, reelecting people that... I because mean, you have, they're all in bed together? And because you have every single one of reels them? of them sniffing on and kissing on and whatever. That's our sitting president right now. You know? You know? They're all gross. All of them. And the wealthier, the more bizarre. Yeah, watch that Rich and Shameless. Well, that stuff is stuff that's been going on forever. So, I mean, I haven't seen Mm -hmm. what you're talking about, but I know that it has happened. The fact of kids and 
people just like that movie Hostel. Did you see Hostel? I've never seen it because I don't. I watched like I I had to turn it off. But the premise is I can't that do people the gore anymore. could pay people like they had a hostel and mm-hmm. they would take these victims and people could do whatever they wanted to. They paid a fee and went and did yeah. whatever evil sadistic shit they wanted to do. And um there are people crazy ass people with lots of money that are just bored living the day to day that can pay for anything they want it doesn't matter what our society is going to be like it's always going to be that way always and it's what are you going to do yourself to make your bubble better you know people that Social media is just uncovering and putting a light on all these evil deeds that they've been doing since the beginning of fucking time. Don't you think that's where change is going to come from, though? Or is it going to just, they're showing it to just normalize it yeah, we'll to where people... Yeah, so desensitized to it forever. I mean, you know, podcasts about serial killers, the 80s serial killers were also big. We just stay in the same damn loops, you know? My mom, I can't even begin to tell you how many books. There was a place that we lived that had a place that was like McKay's. Everyone has a place like McKay's where you just turn in use books and get more books. And ever since we were little, I mean, reading was an escape and it was important. So it was important if you could read. And there was always an escape, not just for me, but for my mom as well. My mom wasn't well educated but she read everything so she was very self educated and she would go on you know jaunts so you don't have cable you don't have a computer system that you're in front of all this time people were in front of their books and depending on how fast you read and your comprehension level but we stacks and stacks and stacks of books and you're an avid reader you know what that was like well, literally, so many serial killer books. I would read some of the books. People you've never heard of. I mean, there's enough for serial killer podcasts to go on forever if you go through some of these where people were getting caught in the 60s and the 70s and then the 80s were very big. Who can they outsmart? And some infamous and some not so infamous. And Everything from kidnapping people and keeping them in boxes under their beds to, you know, freaking uh, Bundy being caught two blocks down from where we lived, you know? I mean, it was crazy. She was obsessed. Okay. What was your point? I don't even remember now. (laughs) Something with killers. (laughs) With the cesspool of people. People are still. Right. They're still. I thought you may have been going with there's only like 36 original ideas well, there are, for yeah. things. And yeah, there are technically seven stories. Yeah. And seven storylines and everything's a variation right. on that storyline. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it is the same loop over and over. The serial killers again. are hot now. Let's both go pee. Yeah. Let's and pee. come but back and we'll the finish church up. The church has been corrupt. For sure. 
Here's what I had on my list. So I wrote this the other day when Gail and I are finally together because yeah. <laughs> I know it's been so crazy. So Roe v. Wade, January 6th, Trump, CERN, Clarence Thomas, SCOTUS, fucking men, higher vibrations, states' rights, Democratic Republic, Marsha Blackburn, prayer in schools, Ghislaine, Moore versus Harper, Texas sedition. I didn't hear about that. Oh, well, they're just, you know, they say that shit every year where they want to secede from the union. So, bye. What do they supply now that we can't do without? I guess they're saying oil. They have oil in Alabama. There's oil in the Gulf. There's oil all around us, really. You know, the asshole in me says, you know, damn, I miss those fracking oil prices. (laughs) That's a bad pun. (laughs) You know, I'm just kidding. I'm not that... (laughs) evil I um it won't happen I think there are solutions I think that we don't have to fight each other over things um I think there are things that they haven't thought through you know like how much oil it takes to produce electricity to run a you know how much fossil fuels it takes with that or the lithium and how bad it is mining lithium and what it does to the environment for batteries that are powered you know i like the idea of solar but the battery life for some of the solar houses and things like the sun goes out yeah i I mean mean. (laughs) like it could there it was wild to me that it got um, so we were over in Jamestown, Tennessee, which is kind of by going toward Nashville. That's where my grand- grandfather was born. Cumberland Gap area. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that weekend that the planets were aligned and it was solstice week, um, it was daylight at like 4.30 a.m. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I get that from it being an hour later, but like over here, it's still kind of dark at 530 in the morning, which would be 430 there, you know, still pretty dark, but it was freaking light. It was such a trip that it was so light at that time of the morning. It was terrible being in a tent that was light. Like, I was very envious of Siren and Johnny's tent that she had brought because she got a darkening tent, you know. Now you have to have the rain fly over it because if you don't, then it's see-through at night. People don't realize, you know, they'll have their light on or whatever and you can completely see in your tent. Um, But it definitely was dark in there. I was like, oh, I envy you. And they were like, well, it's still, you know still hot but not as bad i'm like i just love that there's no light coming in that was freaking awesome for sleeping but you know alchemy will be better because it'll be in the fall and so it'll get dark like earlier or whatever so you know i don't know i'm ready 
Mm-hmm. Well, what you got going on? Because you know we're we're just bitching. We're not solving anything. Be kind yeah. to each other. Be you know, you can be cool to each other. You can spread that kindness out. And people, I think, um, expect everything to always be monetary, and that isn't it. You know, you can do random act of kindness for people. You can, you can be pleasant when you interact with people that work in a customer service environment. It doesn't take very much at all to do that. You can, you know, be pleasant when you greet people going in and out of doors. Uh, even when you're driving, you don't always have to be on, you know, I, I'm so angry and hate everybody vibe, you know. Everybody's buzzing around like bees and ants and just take a second. Step back and be kind. Be kind to your family, too. You know, I know it sucks. Like if you're close to them or in the same home or whatever and want good things for each other and yourself. And I think that it's okay to have a level of expecting like that. Yeah, things will go good for me you know things will be good for me Uh, every everybody deals with setbacks and disappointments but you should you know feel like the universe is for you and not against you you're very earth mother right now it's like it's probably the most genuine this is you know who I am you know that's why it's hard to go I need the spotlight me 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 I've always been better behind the scenes okay so what do you got going on um well I got a show (laughs) which was my original question (laughs) I know there's a lot going on I'm busy every single Saturday of the month of July me too it be weddings or shows um we have shows at the same weekends, but different places, you know, so I've got um, some shows through the week. I'll be in Bristol on the 23rd, and um, I'll be in Silva on the 16th, and uh, I'm waiting on a here call, like, to find out about Laughing Skull in Atlanta, and I've got something here on the 30th at the, um, oh my gosh, it's Clinton Rick's Tiny Stage Show. And I totally forgot the name of the show, where I'll be. That's terrible. It's on my calendar. I haven't made one of those posts, hey, I'm out doing the stuff. And it's because of the thing. That's my ghost trailhead the trailhead show on sunday the 31st so i am um doing that i have more snarky material siren said she hoped i'd be an insult comic i don't know why you're not because i don't like being insulting all the time to people like it comes out naturally when i'm just being snarky like i like burns because you can be snarky and people can't take it you know they're not supposed to take it all like a burn 
People that are burners tend to be in the Venn diagram of being like hippies, ravers, and internet trolls, you know, like that kind of personality. So, but there's this dude walking around and he had a, I think he may have taken some care to make the outfit. I'm not going to say he did not, but, um. He had on an outfit and Siren said she liked the outfit and I was like, I'm sure you can have one too for twenty nine ninety five at Party City. <laughs> Which is like, you know, being like, Oh, I had a pair of shoes like that when my daddy didn't have a job, you know, kind of Yeah. Mean because I'm sure it was a lot of you know, he put a lot of time and effort, and it was way more expensive than that. And I was being kind of an ass. So, um, she was like, You should do that. And I didn't realize how snarky I was being, but I was pretty bad. I was really mean to daddy a couple times, too. All this after your message of be kind to your family. Yeah. Be kind. That's what I'm saying. You should be kind. That doesn't mean you can't be funny or you can't be snarky. Just don't do things to undermine their success and their well-being. You know, you should be able to joke with each other and rag on each other and, you know, give each other nookies or whatever. That's the Gen X in me, basically, pussies. You know, like you should be able to take a joke and everything kind of is a joke. So, you know. Like, it's time, the coddlings should be over. And I get it, because a lot of my generation did it, because they weren't coddled. So we got to find a happy medium, you know? Yeah. I don't really care for the coddling. Don't coddle me. Don't, don't, don't. You had your chance before. It's too late now. I don't want to have anything to do with you. So you don't want to be like... uh you don't want your drinking glass held for you every second mm. and you know you don't want to be well taken care of Mm-mm. i'm waiting for the day where my dad has realized what he's missed out on and what he's forgotten about for for me to have that moment to go man you missed out mm. i'm a really great person and I have some great kids and I have some great grandkids and you missed out out of all of that. I feel really sorry for you. Mm-hmm. So I don't want, I know you have a different situation because you would, you would give anything to have your dad right here sitting in this chair beside you right now. And I, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just a different you didn't take care of me in the past when I probably really, really needed to be taken care of. But now I've learned to take care of myself. And not only that, but take care of my responsibilities and the ones around me. Mm-hmm. And now you don't, you don't You're get just to, you don't get to do that. Better, now. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm sure he regrets or he just doesn't care. I mean, if he's a genuine it could be that too. he just doesn't care. It could be that. Um, or he may regret all the time and feel like he has no, you know. I think the 
partner that he's with has a lot to do with it as well. Probably. Yeah. And uh, which to me, that's little to no excuse whatsoever. Well, they're adults. Mm hmm. You know, the kid's dad had every opportunity. I never. But you're right them. about the I coddled mine. I still do. You know, uh, because I wasn't. And, you know, maybe they won't coddle their children either. And the cycle will just repeat itself. It would be nice if they could find a balance. You know, it would be nice to uh, find, um, you know, take the good things and what that support is like. And then realize that at some point you got to take your hands off of them so they can ride the bike, you know. And so, uh, you know, that's the thing. Not everybody can get rid of the training wheels at the same time. But, you know, there has to be a balance between the the tough love and common sense has gone out the door. I mean, it's crazy. We need our old timers or we I guess we're the old timers now. We're going to have to repeat <laughs> And it feels, that's the other thing, nothing feels fresh or whatever, but these kids, you know, um, I don't think it's all of them, but I find it amazing at how many people watch basically Heloise Helpful Hints or whatever on TikTok, you know, like that they have viewers with like your cleaning class or whatever. Like I can tell, I have learned more of just basic things that I was never taught on TikTok yes and on YouTube I mean YouTube was the original mm-hmm. um, and all that is is just people wanting to just share their gifts you mm-hmm. know share um, it's like any other social media you're going to have some really good content and then you're going to have some really shitty content mm-hmm there yeah. and you're always going to have people who Crafting don't tell the truth and but mechanics and, all kinds yeah. of things that you know yeah you oh my god sewing mm-hmm. i've learned so much knitting crocheting mm-hmm. yeah i mean just anything there's a niche in there for everybody and that's what i love about it and i might spend a little too much time on it and i've got a I well, curb I that think when you're doing productive things. I think if you're learning a craft or helping, yeah, a if you're skill just helping you to scrolling. do whatever, that's that's one thing. I think when all of this stuff, when it's used as a tool to make you better, it's mm-hmm. great. And I'm not perfect. And that's this what the internet a, was supposed to be in the first place was, was a, tool. a tool. And some <laughs> people are using that as a brainwashing tool, and it those type of things worry me but then I see kids who are you know then I wonder how much is really in in just ingrained or part of our DNA because I see kids that um just naturally seem to gravitate toward growing things and I find that just amazing and kids that naturally gravitate toward you know different types of crafting or crocheting or knitting or you know, I mean, of course, you notice what is your wide, what your interests are. It's a lot easier to notice who's doing what in these interests. But 
Um, I think that that's cool. I don't think that uh, it's totally lost on us, but I am concerned that the reality of what the kids want, I'm, I'm worried that they'll continue to be brainwashed into emotionally reacting to buzzwords and not and that the veil is still going to be pulled oh, over their no heads critical about, thinking skills yeah, about the reality of what is going on yeah that all their critical thinking well there's a lot of that on tiktok too i mean a lot of people who would you would consider conspiracy theorists and they think it's their truth and they're bucking the system by putting their content out there, kind of showing the young people, okay, there is a veil. This is what this is. You need to start thinking for yourself. I see a lot of that on there. Of course, TikTok's going to send you, you got to go and actively seek those things out because if you just mindlessly scroll on your For You page, they're going to send you things that you just want to see because mm-hmm. that's the way the algorithm is yes. if you want to see anything different or anything um thought provoking outside of your comfort zone you have to go and actually seek that out yes yeah uh yeah i mean that's with all and, of it and another thing i like about this platform i don't i don't like TikTok as far as who it's owned by and how their content is so much different than what they do for the US Um, because theirs is very educational in China their TikTok content and if you're under a certain age you you cannot access it between certain hours and there's just some parameters around it you know is that censorship it's debatable um um, it is now yeah. they have an agenda for their country and if everyone is happy with that then whatever it would be like a federal law for whatever here uh, yes but the thing are, that I like is there's people who are just genuinely funny and not necessarily in the stand up sense right they are but just fucking hilarious Mm-hmm. And I love seeing those kind of people who they finally have a an outlet that they can control yeah. or they think that they can control. Well, I think that, yeah, I think everybody is hoping for fame and fortune as well with TikTok, too. I think that there are a lot of people that get on there just to have fun, but they do. They have their 15 minutes of fame platform. And some of these people may parlay it into a full-time job doing whatever it is they want to do, you know? Um, that's that's the thing, you know, that's out there. I don't know why I have not been able to connect with that platform. I just, I don't know. I really haven't either. I mean, if you look at my numbers... Yeah, I'm consistent over things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can't but, connect with the love of being on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know why. I just don't feel it. 
which is nothing's wrong with that. That's just the way that it is. The connection that I have to is when I, when I see people who are out of their comfort zone, um, let's just take, you know, be real. Let's just take the bigger girls, for example. Mm -hmm. When I see a bigger girl get up there on a pole and they're doing the absolutely very, very, you know, best coming out of their body. It just makes me, it gives me goosebumps. It just makes me so happy to just see stuff like that. It's my little serotonin. So I guess that's how I've connected there because yeah I want to see more people happy doing mm. their own thing whatever thing that may be well yeah and you enjoy like this is nothing this is not I fucking follow everybody though if I find it interesting if I find mm-hmm. you as a human interesting hit follow I'm gonna follow you mm-hmm. I think that you also have always um that you really enjoy television, you know. I do. I'm and I'm a total product of of Gen X as far as you, the babysitter. I mean, yeah. you'd set us down in front of the TV, and we'd watch it and watch TV. Yeah. And I had a little bit of a break from that. Not mm-hmm. saying that I can't get all caught up because, trust me, the stuff that I watched, I watched. But mm-hmm. you didn't like I, you know just working and school just junk like that prevented things right and then also if you had you know i had a man in my house for a long time that oh my god i can't tell you how many times (laughs) i saw lethal weapons or diehards or go ahead and fucking die already or any of those you know i mean it was like that nascar i could go to sleep as soon as gentlemen start your engines you know like that was the best white noise to pass out to so um just didn't watch as much but i appreciate it because i've always had people say hey i want my hair like so and so that's on such and such so i had to have a knowledge but i've spent too many hours on vh1s beyond the music stories or right you know the vh1 this is the 90s or this is the 80s or whatever a lot of stuff i mean i do watch a lot of dumb stuff but um i know that you definitely enjoy media like in visual media a lot so i think that might be why you love the tiktoks too but you interact with it very well i'm it's a compliment i'm not i don't really know i I don't i I don't engage unless I'm just really passionate about Maybe something. Maybe you're just one of it. my, because you're one of my first friends that I literally, you're like one of the first people that every time I open it up, boom, you're the face I see Good. of TikTok. <laughs> so you're always, Good. you're always on, for me, <laughs> uh, you're always on there. And so um, I think that I you should be my Edna. Act, act to that. Edna, which Edna? My Your stylist at night? No. Well, yeah, you could be. <laughs> which, which Edna? Edna. From Fabulous, from... This Edna. <laughs> that you talk to. Yes, that I talk to on the phone. <laughs> and you should... <laughs> yeah, I could be your Edna. I have to do it. Be my F- yes. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> and there's our stick right there. Yeah. I was happy. I just saw the Reformed Hordes started a TikTok in their comics that they perform together and they sing kind of like the girls that do the, um, oh God, what are their dang names? They have the song about um, the loophole about having butt sex. Mm-hmm. I know who you're Jesus. talking about. Yeah. But they're not the the reformed whores are. Um, there's a blonde, and then there's a dark headed girl that do. Yeah, it's almost like they're the same people, but they're not. But the other girls are. Yeah, they're yeah. actual like they've been in a lot of movies and yes, and stuff. You yeah, would know in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're mm-hmm. fun. So anyway, yeah, we gotta go. I guess we already talked about where we were gonna be, what we were gonna do. So we just need to thank our audience. Well, I didn't tell anybody where I was going to be. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. you just said you were busy every Saturday, too. I am. So the ninth, yeah. Braddy's car- Cathartic Karaoke. We have a lot to be cathartic about uh, on a Saturday night. So we'll be going strong at the Pride Center off Chapman Highway. Come see us. Come sing with us. Come after your wedding. Yeah. Yeah. You should be able to. I don't know how long they're going to take, but yeah, it should. And then the 16th, I am producing a private show at a private club. So if you know, you know. I'll be out of town (laughs) across the mountains at the Quirky Birds. Then the 23rd will be Ah, at Gypsy Circus. Yeah, Gypsy Circus Cider again with uh, Southern Delights and their show. I'm going to do a little classic number. Yeah, that would be fun. And then probably the thing that I'm most excited about, not that I'm not excited about those things, is we have a new venue for Salome. Uh, it's, we're just trying this out. Uh, it's Frog Juice Kombucha. Hmm. I'm not 100% sure where it's at, um, but we are doing a show there. Uh, there's only 25 seats. Wow. And I think that we have, we just put it out yesterday, and I think that we've sold at least half so people want to get on that Mm -hmm. but an actual no blue laws burlesque show the way god intended it to be that's interesting yeah i'm super excited about that because me do they have a private room is that how y'all are able to do that i don't know to be completely honest hours and they're gonna close it i think it's an after hours kind of thing there Um, but me and Lenora Dora are bringing back Talladega Nights oh that's exciting and I'm very excited about that that'll be a lot of fun yay Yay. that's a good number yay so you can go on facebook.com and look up Salome Cabaret and look up that event that is on June 30th July 30th oh I can't are you kidding me I have a show (laughs) on July 30th (laughs) At Trailhead. Well, see, look, we're both busy. We're both doing the things. These are the things that we wanted to do. Time. And if we're going into August, out to do them together. Well, shit, we're going to shows together. I got everything coming up in August too. August twelfth, which I think is a Friday. I'm going to be with the Bucks and Bells up there in Johnson City. What you going to do? Doing a little. I think she's doing a. they're doing like an 80s 
roulette type thing where you pick an 80s song and you just got to come up with something to it. Very improv. Hmm. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. And then Land of the Sky Burlesque Festival in, oh, yeah. in Asheville. That is August 19th through the 21st. Yeah. And that's going to be at places like the Great Eagle, the Auditorium around there. Yeah. And then the 27th, we're going to be at South Press. Salome Cabaret for that's awesome. We usually call it Dustin's birthday show, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's exciting too. And then people don't forget the last weekend of September is Knox Pride. Yes, that's going to be a blast. September thirtieth, October first, yes. and second. I've got to. That's what I got to talk to John about because I would like to schedule comedy shows with. Well, you better get in now with LGBTQ plus talent even though it is going to be second bell um i think that there's going to be a lot of lgd lgbtq plus people in town and that they're only doing the one stage Mm -hmm. for the pride event so i mean i don't know how long that's going to be every single night with people out there but i think people will get tired at being at one venue the whole time and would like a variety of things to do, but still showcase LGBTQ plus talent. So in September, I do have some gigs up in Sevierville. And so anyway, but I'm trying to uh, get that going on. So I'm trying to find out their itinerary of the shows and what, services they're offering and everything because i also know that they want it to be more than just hey be entertained Mm -hmm. like there's more meaning behind it as well so you know yeah i think they just put out the vendors um you know application to get in there and uh and the entertainment application so definitely get into that i've put out the entertainment apps for people mm-hmm. to apply for comics and stuff i don't know how many that they're going to have though since they're only having you know one stage like i don't so know if you're a comic having. and you are in our little community please apply mm-hmm. come out yeah yes but a hundred thousand expected well that's my thing there's going to be so many people here that surely showcasing other lgbtq plus individuals and being able to sell tickets and then investing that money back into the pride center after you've paid the talent Mm -hmm. i think that that's important for the community and also will help with you know keeping you know in with the pride weekend Yep. And if you want to help out Knox Pride, go to knoxpride.com and buy some merchandise or you can just even donate. Yeah. They're having events all the time and all that money is really, I can tell you, it is poured right back into the center. It goes back into the community and not just um, the community, the surrounding community. They do for so many different people and... Um, their heart is for teenagers and the houseless teenagers and um, dreams are big and it's not to 
uplift the people behind it. It is to help the people that are in need in the community and definitely fill in a void. And if this is what you, if you truly want the government to not be involved and you truly want to help one another, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the, the whole point of a smaller government and you having more money is that you not only take care of yourself, but you're able to take care of others by giving them a hand up and not always a hand out. And the community center, Knox Pride, should take every bit of pride in the world in the fact that they have classes on how to do just that, on how to take care of yourself and I was about to say there's some life skill classes coming up and uh, there's also in the month of July I believe it starts next week there is a house buying class coming up and that is so important right now because it is just crazy it's crazy to comb through yes um, but they've made it you would need mm -hmm. um, they've made it easy for people it's a three week class yes and it is free yes for in the in the community if you want to learn this but they are um uh, it is important to them to give the life skills so that young people can be productive and actually be equipped with the tools that it takes to make it and um i know that you know gen x a lot were thrown out of the nest and here you just do it on your own figure it out you should figure it out and that was part of the rebelling of having boomers you know put pound into you all the time that you had to do xyz to succeed you know um and you should do everything to amass wealth well the only reason to be wealthy is I mean the idea the kind of America that my dad wanted because he was an economist and a certified financial planner was that we all accumulate accumulate wealth not the government not the big people you know and not just the one percent but we all were able to accumulate wealth and what has happened is we have found out that there's a lot of people behind the scenes making sure that there were stumbling blocks where it wasn't possible to do that. And we knew that the government wasn't for us forever ago when there were some Republicans who had proposed that your money that you put into Social Security not go to Social Security, that it go to your own individual retirement account that can gain interest and everything like your regular 401k would gain interest where the government isn't just, oh, sure, I'll you'll get this money later, you know, or whatever, and use the net for everything else. We have to remember that there's other powers that manipulate those 401ks too. And that that some hedge funds do so much better than than others. It's all because it's just corrupt and manipulated. And that is the problem. But the general goal and the dream was that everybody would 
have it. And if you didn't have it, you would help those that didn't. Like this was a, you know, hope that would be naturally occurring. And I think that the more everyone looked to the government, they've created a sense of apathy with a lot of people. But there's always that whole have and have nots, you know. And the 80s were terrible about a lot of that. So so if you're a have not like me, email us. GabinGirlTime at gmail.com. You can find Gail everywhere under Gab and Gail Time. And I am Braddy Von Beaverhausen on Instagram and Bruce Tonsils on FET and TikTok. I got to get on FET more since I'm going to be producing shows there. It's yeah. just, I never, I never would have thought that the lifestyle would be boring right now, but right now it's kind of boring. <laughs> well, I mean, what's sad is the dynamic right now. Um, it's, yeah, you're, you're the last, the lifestyle, the BDSM lifestyle is, I think everybody's trying to lay low too, because it'll be attacked yeah. and dismantled yeah, as I soon as it's possible. I haven't read too much on there to try to kind of get the general consensus of how people are, are feeling because, you know, there's a, during COVID, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of freedom, uh, freedom, 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 freedom. But what's so amazing is we're not necessarily shouting freedom with our sex life mm-hmm. like we should be because I feel like that's more important. Yeah, I I think that a lot of people are laying low as well because yeah, we'll be the first to be attacked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I mean I, who knows? Maybe kink should go underground again. It's been so muddled by, by mainstream, that there's been some people that have lost their way. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. this is. I mean, the rebel in me is always upset when everything goes mainstream, and then it's like, you know, this was not cool or whatever it was cool when it first came out um you know it's like oh people are starting to finally recognize you know that i'm i'm actually kind of normal i'm not this freak that everybody's made me out to be and now i just want to go back to being the freak that nobody knows about yeah yeah i've always enjoyed keeping it on the down low and not popularizing i don't know i i see so much though both sides yeah and yeah it's really hard to be that person that sees and the older that i get and the more i just see manipulation and control and not for any you know the fact that uh, altruism doesn't seem to be a factor of things and i get it because it's kink world so whatever i don't know i don't know where i stand anymore on that i think you should have the freedom to do whatever the hell you want if it's consensual yeah, as long as you're not hurting if it's consensual yeah. and you are not causing anybody you know and as long as the person it's also sane you know it can, yes. if it's consensual finding that finding for, that partner is important for you to you know it's it's not okay for you to starve someone 
just because they consented to being starved and you want to see how far you can, you know, how much they would lose before their heart stops or whatever. It's, that's not okay. You know, I mean, and there's just, that's what's hard. There's somebody out there who that would be their kink. Let's see what we can do. Let me take a fat person and shrink them to a puddle and or whatever who knows I don't know whatever you can think of there's a kink for so it doesn't matter um anyway I know we're trying to get out of here <laughs> I don't know where you've went <laughs> but of course if you're not listening they're not listening we're cutting this out you know what we thank you so much for listening to Gavin girl time Gavin girl time Everybody knows the dice are loaded. Everybody knows the good guys lost. (sighs) Kabam.